Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Hello, everybody. It's Rick Hyland again with another podcast from CI for Life, and I have a special guest to get today again, Julia Wolfendale. Welcome to the program, Julia. Hi there, Rick. Really great to see you today. Yeah, and where are you calling from? So I'm in I'm in England. So I'm close to Manchester in England. Oh, lovely! And I love how you say Manchester. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> All the letters. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very good, Julia. Well, uh, we're going to talk about all things focus and avoiding pro- procrastination and overwhelm and prioritization and all those important things for entrepreneurs and or peak performers. So I'm excited to dive into that. But before we do, why don't you share a little bit of your background and your story? Sure, I'd be glad to do that. So um, I'm an executive coach, so qualified six years ago. And uh, prior Previous to that, I was had, I suppose, quite a checkered career path, which I think many of us do. So after uh, qualifying with my business studies degree, I went to work for Adidas UK and then went on to work and become marketing director at Heli Hansen, you know, um, working for them in the UK. And then also took a career career change and went to work in the public sector for 11 years. So had a whole host of experience in private sector, public sector, and then but always knew I wanted to set up my own brand and wanted to work in ways around understanding people, what motivates them, how do they get what they really care about, how do they get the results that they desire. So um, qualifying as an executive coach and then setting up the organisation on the up consulting really led me to be able to, to do that on a daily basis and work with some great people as well. Oh, that is awesome. And you've written a book a year ago. Why don't you just briefly mention that before we jump into the questions I have for you? That's right. So the book, Five Ways to Focus, is a self-help book um, full of insights in the ways we can look into the ways that we're being and understand some ways that we can actually transform ourselves and understand the ways that are getting in the way, really, of us being our best selves. So it's all about dealing with the overwhelm, to beat distraction and finding ways to get things on the up. So it's a bit like if you picture we have a head full of bees and our mind is a muddle and we can't see the wood for the trees, then this is the kind of book that's going to help you take a pause, reflect and really focus on the things that matter in order to get the results that you really are looking for. Mm, and that's exactly what I, what I want to talk about with you. And so that's an awesome intro. And so I have three questions for you around this issue of how to be your best self and, and peak performance uh, and how to stay in that mode. By the way, it really seems like today, um, I don't know what your experience is, but uh, the high achievers, peak performers I coach and deal with from CEOs and COOs and entrepreneurs, et cetera, et cetera, um, all this is an issue. This is an issue. They, they're they striving to be the mm-hmm. very best they can in all aspects, including their business, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But with that seems to come the issue of managing the potential overwhelm and stress that goes along with trying to be your very, is that what you're finding as well? That this is quite common amongst uh, peak performers? 
It really is. And there is a lot of information out there on um, on why you should be performing at your best. <laughs> so there's a lot of pressure on people. And, um, you know, the information is available to them. But how do you synthesize all of that information? How do you process all of it? How do you focus in on the things that are really going to make the difference to you? And what are the things that will make a difference to you? Um, and yes, if you're a high achiever, that also comes with the, the pressure Yes. And the kind of the, the struggles that you'll go through, because if you're not getting there quickly enough, you know, yeah. by your own measure, or if you're not doing as well as you think perhaps some other people are doing who, yeah. you know, you might be compare, doing a lot of that self-comparison. And there's a real tendency for that these days because so many people are sharing what they're doing. And there's a lot of inferiority complex and imposter syndrome mm. that people can feel themselves slipping into. And, and as a coach, I, I really understand that, that whatever we pay our attention to will create the energy that we feel inside and we can then start to think about how we feel about ourselves so using everybody else's experiences as a mirror to understand ourselves isn't necessarily very helpful it's actually quite unkind (laughs) so as a very empathetic coach who kind of really encourages people to be more compassionate towards themselves and recognize what they're really capable of and what they can personally do and what pace are they happy to go at and what results will they consider to be success um that's the kind of conversation that i think is much more important than the conversation that's often going on in people's heads which is the the um the busyness you know the self-comparison that I'm not doing enough I should be doing more such and such has got there in this way and I have to be able to copy them well if they're doing that why would you copy them you need to find a way to do the things that matter most to you in the ways that work in the kind of life you want to live not just copy someone else's approach or feel bad about the fact you haven't copied their approach you know yeah, and and you just touched on one of the other trends I see, and that is the busyness trap. I'm I'm busy, therefore I must be productive, or I must be doing meaningful things, or I'm, yeah. it's so easy just to caught in your if you're in corporate world to get caught up into meeting after meeting. Yeah, an entrepreneur get caught up in maybe things you shouldn't be touching and picking up. Yeah, uh, staying in your zone of genius, but we get in this idea that if I'm busy. Um, mm. It's going to help me hit my meaningful long-term goals. But that's not always the case, is it? No, not at all. And I really, you know, talk about it in the book about beware of busy. You know, busy isn't necessarily being productive. And are you being productive in the things that really count for the business that you're in and, and, and the things that you actually want to be able to say you've achieved, the things that really matter? So I do say beware of busy, say yes to less, deal with distraction, you know, really think about the things that count. And give those your energy, give those your focus. Um, you know, the whole shift during the pandemic has meant that we are so much more accessible all day, all evening, you know. And also we've kind of traded some of that um, accessibility for the time that we need to actually just think for ourselves a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're hyper-connected, but we've lost connection to ourselves and what really matters. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about helping people get back to that. The questions in the book break that down and really and focus on some big questions that really challenge people's thinking about how they're feeling about things, but then some insight questions, which really break that down for them. And then action questions, which help them think about, okay, what would I do differently? Now I know this about myself. So it is kind of unpicking some of these busy habits um 
people struggle to say no as well people want to please people they want to be helpful they want to be available they want to be accessible and they might struggle to say no to somebody and be able to prioritize themselves and I totally get that and that comes from a point of kindness (laughs) but you know there is a route to burnout that is along that path that actually we we should be encouraging people to to avoid because there are too many distractions along that way that might get someone away from the things they really intended to to do the things that um, really mattered to them well said yeah you said one of my other favorite points in there you're just seeing you're you're, you're hitting all my hot points here and and mm-hmm. one one of those points was the importance of reconnecting with yourself right we're connected yeah. to everybody and nobody and mm-hmm. actually ourselves so how do you do that julia how do you kind of do you have some uh, tips hacks tricks exercises and yeah even in the book that can help us reconnect with ourselves Totally. So one of the exercises in the book um, is around just doing a bit of a a life audit around how things are going. (laughs) So if you are sensing that you've got yourself a little bit further away from some of the things that matter to you, this is a way of seeing how things are going and, and planning to get back. So just do a bit of a recce on five areas of your life. Number one, home and family. How's it going? Are things are you happy? <laughs> Does your home feel like a place you want to be in? Are the family's relationships functioning well? So how's home and family? That's one. Number two, what about your health and well-being? Do you feel well? Do you feel like you've got the energy and the drive? And um, are, you, are you paying attention to what your body is telling you? You're giving yourself what you need. Um, number three, have a think about your social and community. Are you well connected? Have you got a good network of peers and professionals and and friends as well that are there and, and not just instagram friends but no proper people right. <laughs> real people you know their names their birthdays you've been out to dinner with them <laughs> yeah those people remember those people yeah <laughs> yeah i always find it funny when i meet someone for real when i've been talking to them on twitter it's like oh yeah whole person wow yeah. really uh, <laughs> you so just true. get used to like yeah, such little icons as people. What, no, does, re- what people. does recce mean, by the way? I love that. Recce. Huh? <laughs> it's actually a French word, reconnaissance. Oh, got <laughs> you know, it. Really got get it. to know, <laughs> you know, love really it. check it out. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Those three. So, that was, any, so any... we're on three. We're on three. Yeah. So we've got um, home and family. We've got social and community. We've got health and well-being. What else? My work. How's my work actually going? Am I doing the work I love? Um, I making getting the results I'm looking for am I earning the income that really is the kind of income that I, I want to be achieving um and then my my learning am I growing mm. oh, I <laughs> am I developing know. here or am I stuck do I know exactly what I knew six months ago I'm not innovating I'm not learning I'm not bringing anything new to my conversations or you know what or what is it I've got a passion for that I haven't yet made time for you know where's the CPD here what what can I continue to learn and get better at because that will give me energy and drive and a sense of achievement so break it down look at those five areas of your life give yourself a score one to ten how are they going look at it as a what's working well look for the good stuff don't look at it as oh here I'm about to reveal all the deficits within my (laughs) within my life look look through a helpful lens see the abundance of the great things that you've got going on in your life and notice some of the things that you may be missing too that you want to put time and energy into and if you are scoring a two on your health and well-being and a three on your family but work is an eight and a nine (laughs) you you might want to just see that in perspective exactly and do something but having that look and an honest 
um, assessment, you, you, you'll, you'll be able to point yourself forwards towards some of the things that will really help you. Yeah, I love that. Uh, starting with that assessment, and I was going to suggest a score as well. So yeah, but I love that. Yeah, you have learning and growth onto that. That's oh yeah, not an area that I usually assess, but so important to kind of you yeah. know continue to progress and learn and be better and get towards yeah the, the at work and home et cetera et cetera. Yeah, um, we can and, stagnate otherwise. I always yeah. say, you know, it's like a like being among the murky weeds within a pond. You know, where you just you just you're not in flow you're just there you're hanging around waiting to see what comes and I think to be in business to be an entrepreneur to keep showing up and serving you need to kind of keep refreshing your energy and keep refreshing your focus to make sure that you are doing the things that drive you forward and when you're driven forward you're in such so much more of a better place to help other people come forward with you yeah one of the ways for me and this is just my personality if I can read a good inspiring book Mm-hmm. It might be a personal development book. It might be a historical figure, whatever. I can immediately change my tone and mood and clearly yeah. come up with an idea that'll help one of these areas that you've just talked about. And so, you know, that's yeah. one of my hacks is to inspire my mind. Great. It actually can can get me redirected, refocused and back on the on the track. Yeah. Um, and you know I think there's a real thing in there because we know that there are a lot of self-help books there I mean here's me I launched just another one in the biggest category in Amazon <laughs> it's like you, a little you, you've got to think you've got something new to offer to do, even do that and, and I really do think I've got something new to offer but the thing I do say to people when they buy my book I say don't read it at night because how many of us have got self-help books stacked up at the bedside mm-hmm. table and you know what Go to bed, go to sleep, have good restful dreams. Don't go reading books all about all the things you should be doing, the things you could be doing. It might ruin your sleep. It might ruin your sleep. Save that for half an hour in the day. Get a coffee, go sit sit outside, do something where you can just take that time to read the book and work through the questions. Because I think if we take self-help books to bed with us at bedtime, you know, we're not going to have the kind of sleep. We're going to get energized and enthused and new ideas and start learning. And just think that is the time that we need to have a different level of focus and a different level of energy. So so here's me recommending the book and saying, don't read it. Don't read it this time. <laughs> no, yeah. that's good advice. Okay, so let me back up. I know we've, we've gone down some of my favorite topics here and uh, I love mm. your advice. But if I back up and ask the question of macro picture, how do you get the results you want in your life? And may, you've shared with us some ideas already, but what else would you add to that question? Uh, you've really got to dig deep for this one. So what you've got to do is think about what's driving me. Yeah, and I talk a lot about what matters to you, what drives you, and probably people think, I I don't even know what that means. Where do I start? So in the book, I give five things as a way of people um, using them as indicators to decide and rating these five things. So those five things are what might be driving you, okay? The five things are, is it fellowship? Are you looking to connect with people you care about, people who are like-minded or even people who will give you new ideas and give you um, new suggestions or have insightful conversations with? Yeah. So is it fellowship? Is it you want to be in a team? You want to be in a network? You want that kind of familial arrangement, that kind of good peer collaboration? Maybe it's fellowship that you're looking for then. 
or is, or is it fulfillment? Is it that sense, that deep sense of knowing that you're on your path? You know that. You know that feeling, don't you? <laughs> when you're on your path and you know you are doing the right thing and you just need to keep finding the ways to keep on that path and keep making the results appear for you. Um, so that sense of reward and value and purpose, that's what comes in for that mm. kind of sense of fulfillment. So is it fulfillment that you're seeking? Yeah. Already people might be listening thinking, no, I don't get that. I'm missing that. <laughs> so notice this. So is it fellowship? Is it fulfillment? Is it kudos? Do you need to be known for something? Are you particularly amazing at something that will really help a lot of people? Or you just like to be known that it was you that thought of it? <laughs> or is this something that you're, you're specialist at in your organization? Or is it something you want to lead the way in? So that kudos, is it kudos that you're looking for? Mm. So how are you going to shape the activities that will support you getting that kudos? What are you going to do? um and then or is it is it money is it financial here are we thinking yeah I need to make a change I'm driven to make a change in my life in my business because actually what's driving me at the moment is my finances I need to revolutionize them I need to break free or I need to see what I'm actually capable of earning yeah so um or even scaling that back is it about reducing finances so that they don't drive drive you so much maybe that brings it down to a, a lower priority that you don't wake up thinking about it all the time. <laughs> and then, or is it um, freedom? Are you looking for something that gives you so much autonomy yeah. and opportunity to experiment and be creative? You don't have a boss telling you, you have got, you know, limitless potential to explore. And is that something that really excites you? Or, or is it you want the confine of a structure, you know, something that's a bit more mapped out and it's very clear, A to Z, how are you going to get there? Do you want the freedom to experiment? Do you want the freedom to express? Do you want the freedom to create? So, again, freedom. So is that all five there? We've got freedom, kudos, yeah. finance, yeah. Um, fellowship and fulfillment. Those five things seem to really matter to people. And when I'm coaching them, I do get them to think about, okay, what, what matters to you? What's driving you? And right. let's put these five things in order. And they'll really well, so dig Julia, deep just, and explain them for me as well. Just before you move on, is it possible to have two or three? Drivers? Yeah. Okay. Five right. could be important okay. to you. But I think the important thing is to decide how important each one is. So whichever is at the top, if that is if that's not addressed, that's going to be an unfulfilled need for you. Mm, okay. So if you if kudos is important and you don't pay attention to that, then that's going to eat away no, and it's going to be a distraction. Yeah. But or if finance and you know that money side of things is important and you don't put it at the top of your list, then yeah. or higher up your list, you're not going to pay attention to it. So this is how the book works. It gets you to pay attention to five things, decide how important they are. And get your own description of of what they mean to you and think about what you're going to do to reach those things in your life. So you you identify what drives you, what matters, mm. prioritize mm -hmm. them, understand mm -hmm. them, and then do you try to uh, then engineer or action? Yeah. If, if yeah. fulfillment and purpose is my number one, mm. I then drive action from that. Uh, is That's that right. Okay. That's right. And if this was a, 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 in a coaching conversation with someone, I'd really ask them around. Okay, what what are the things that they're already doing that give them, mm -hmm. you know, that 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 sense? And what is it that they, they could do more of? Um, what would happen when they do? And the, and the book goes through that. It takes those steps um, along the way to help someone see what is it they can actually do. Yeah. 
I'd love to hear your ideas on prioritization, Julie, as a, a coach mm. and helping people. Mm-hmm. This is a big topic, right? It ties into yeah. this idea we just talked about where you could have 30 things on your list, but you really only totally. need to get them done. So we yeah. <laughs> prioritize properly. We how, do. how do you recommend to people to prioritize? Okay. Well, I think firstly, um, I really empathize with people who are ideas people. I struggle with this myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the <laughs> so ideas you, are endless. The ideas are endless. And that's wonderful. And I always say, do you know what, gosh, it'll be a sad day when the imagination dries up. Um, so whilst you've got imagination, whilst you've got ideas, whilst you've got energy and enthusiasm, brilliant. But I also recognize that what that can be is a burden because those ideas are just going to keep coming. And what happens? They end up on the to-do list. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they just fill your head. And, and that's yeah, why I wrote the book. They just fill your head. <laughs> you think, right, the, am I going to act on these? So do those things that you're thinking of, do they align with your intentions? Do they align with what you actually have decided is important? Okay. So then you can start to prioritize. Another thing that helps to prioritize is um, think about time frames. So I've picked five time frames in the book that are useful and again people can choose their own once they understand that this book is like is like a framework for changing your thinking um people can get quite creative and how they use it for themselves so so i've got a few time frames five time frames in the book so chunk things up what is it i can do in the next 2 hours mm-hmm. so if this is important enough what is it you're going to do about it in the next 2 hours maybe you're just going to write it on your to-do list or maybe you're actually going to book some time in a calendar and make it happen or, or state an intention it's going to happen. OK, so what can you do in the next two hours? Take from your list. What can you do in the next week? Take from your list. Okay. What can you do in the next month? Again, review that list. Can you see that the things that are, you know, are important are going to keep jumping out at you? What can you do in the next three to six months? And then what can you do in the next 12 months? And if you haven't got a sh- an immediacy or a short-term plan or a medium-term plan or a long-term plan for this stuff, it doesn't matter. Well, I, I like this idea of five timeframes. I've never thought of it, but w- that also allows the mind to not try to worry too much about getting it done today and tomorrow and the next oh, day, right? and, No, and kind be kind. A little bit to say, hey, you know, I've got that in the plan. Next yes. Month. So yes. I'm okay. I'm you know, on it. Focus on this project yeah. today. Um, yeah. I like that a lot. And it's nice because it's like saying, you know, get back in line. You're all important. Yeah. <laughs> all these things that, yeah, yeah, you're all taking my attention. I can't deal with you all today. Not all of you are that important. Some of you are just going to have to wait your turn. And I, I put everything in my diary. If I think about it, I put it in my diary. And I will put it so far in my diary that I'll think, well, if it's that important, if it's not that important, it doesn't deserve my attention in the next three months because in the next three months, I know what I've got to focus on. That will probably be already mapped out because I've filled it up. You know, so it really does give you a sense of peace, a sense of control and and permission to say, I plan what I do. You know, your, 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 your listeners are entrepreneurs. They are in charge. But it's about feeling that they're in charge and are taking control and their ideas are there to serve them, but they have to manage them. Yeah. So that leads beautifully into overwhelm. How, what ideas, tips, tricks do you have on helping entrepreneurs or busy 
peak performers try to manage that sense of overwhelm. And that, to be frank, that idea right there on five timeframes helps me in my mind as well. But what other tips and tricks do you have on that topic? Yeah, so I think, I know we talked before about, you know, not doing the self-comparison. I think another thing is the, um, is dealing with drama. Drama can be a really big distraction. So choose what you spend your energy um, on and what you give your time and attention to. And sometimes there's dramas that are going on around you that your input does not add anything to, but you find yourself drawn into it. And I just think when you're an entrepreneur, you're probably never more than one or two thoughts away from your own business. <laughs> yeah. Even on your days off. Let's yeah. be honest about it. Oof. So I think choose, choose what you do give you time and your energy for. So that what that does really require is build boundaries. You know, I, I kind of picture it like um a, a farmer builds a fence around his precious livestock or his precious um grain because he doesn't want it to be um you know exposed to the elements or he doesn't want his stock his um his cattle to go wandering off into the road look after what you have build a boundary around it so what that means is ring fencing your time your time that is work time your time that is home time treat it as equally as as important if it is to you give your time in the right dosage you know um and let other people know that that's what you do so that they don't think that it can encroach in the time that um, you you have actually reserved for work or you have actually reserved for home. Be honest about that. They are your boundaries and you set them for a reason because it can be very wearing running a business and thinking about it. You'll be thinking about it a lot of the time, but you don't have to be working on it all the time. So I think building those boundaries, communicating those boundaries to other people, but also sticking to those boundaries yourself. If you keep breaking your own boundaries and like taking your um, calls on holiday and um, vacation and checking your emails on a Sunday morning, if that is the time that is home time, that's home time. And be proud of that, that you've set that. Don't feel that that's something um, you shouldn't be able to do or shouldn't have to do. you, you know you're a whole person you have a right to time off you have a right to family time you have a right to go and socialize and actually you'll be better in your business when you know you've 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 shared your, the time in a way that feels right i i believe that i mean if you it's sharpen the saw right if you take yeah. sunday off to do the things with your family or whatever mm. you, your worship whatever it might be you'll come back cleaner sharper faster True. on monday because your, your brain will have some time to relax and unwind and then go after it again. So many people think, well, I just got to keep grinding. I got to put the 80 hours mm, in and then no. I'll just get more done. Well, no. that's not, not more of the right things or not effectively anyhow. So I really love that idea of boundaries. And it can help you be more effective at work, can it? If you, if you Definitely. Can. Yeah. So treat your work like it's important, but also treat the other things that you want to have time for like they are important too. And tell people that this is the time that you've allowed for this and this is the time that you've allowed for that. So they can help you stick to it, but also you can stick to it. So hold yourself accountable. So in your diary or your system, how do you manage that? Because I I love that aspiration of um, Mm. not, I I was going to say no regrets, but um, cause there's always learning and we do, we keep yeah. making mistakes. We're not perfect, but how do we manage to, in, in your system and your thoughts, do a balanced, uh, oh, yeah. work? I, how do we make sure I that- think I've nailed that one then. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do have a system on that. So my Ooh. all my diaries, woo, this is a good one. Um, all my diaries. Glad called, I asked. <laughs> yes, because you mentioned this, Rick. I wasn't going to talk about this. <laughs> um, so all my diary is color coded. So the home stuff is is one color. The work stuff is another color. Um, that helps me. The admin stuff is another color. Deadlines, they're bright red. <laughs> I cannot miss them. Yeah. Yeah. So at a glance, I can see, is this something that I need to do for myself? Is this something that someone else has booked in with me? You know, you know, so it's really clear. And is it time I need to, is it stuff I need to make time for? It's home stuff. It's outside of the, but it's all in the one diary. But what I also do is, and I think this is what's really helped me now this is three times a week. I have a calendar entry, which says ideal day. And I, I commit to two things that day that will make that day an ideal day. Okay. So it will normally include some exercise. So Tai Chi, uh, yoga, run. It will normally include one of those. And it will always include meditation. I meditate every day. It will also include something I really love to do or someone I really like to be with. So a call with a friend or um, uh, a walk or um you know, something, some, you know, something more social. So ideal day goes in the diary three times a week. So it's a commitment to myself that I will make that day really, really good for me. And any of anything else that happens either side of that or in the uh, the remainder of those days, it's just it's just great. It's the work I love to do, but obviously there's stuff I've got to do in there. I've got to do my tax returns. I've got to, you know, there's all the other things that I have to do. <laughs> But it's I've committed myself to have an ideal day during a working week three times. And a lot of the time I'm able to say that's happening because I've and committed to it. Yeah, why three and not five? Do you find that that's more realistic? Five's too much. Okay. I think it's just unrealistic. If I'm out all day training, um, you know, on a full day session with a team, develop, doing some development workshops or whatever, you know, it, I might find it harder to fit in some of those other things it's not impossible but I know that if I commit to it three times a week the chances are that that will happen it'll happen at least twice sometimes it happens more but it's a central focus every week ideal day ideal day ideal day so I know I'm aiming for it yeah I love that and I, I think it's significant the three things that you mentioned and people can choose their own ideal day but I think there's of course Meditation yeah. with spiritual, emotional benefit. There's exercise yeah. with physical and, me- and mental benefit. Yeah. And then connection with uh, the people or else. something you yeah. love. Uh, all three of those things, you could, you know, those are high recommends to build in your day, isn't it? To to build Completely. yourself emotionally, spiritually, yeah. um, connection-wise. Yeah. Very good. Love that. Wow. You've given us some nuggets, Julia. Oh, <laughs> And Good. all these things are in the book, the five things and the five yes. things and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Wow, this is you, awesome. You'll so, find you'll you'll find this in the book. So this is this is a preview, isn't it, of what people yeah, can no. experience for themselves. <laughs> Just give them a little taster. So mention again where to find the book, where to find okay. you if they need more help, coaching, etc. Sure. Thanks for that, Rick. So yeah, so the book Five Ways to Focus by Julia Wolfendale. It's available on Amazon. It's in all marketplaces. You might have to dig deep to find it in Amazon US, <laughs> but it is on there. Um, also, you can um, 
come over to my website. It's ontheupconsulting.com. If you'd like to contact me directly, I'm always happy to um, to chat with people who um, have got some questions and want to talk to me about coaching or working with their teams. Um, I've also got a Udemy course, udemy.com. Mm-hmm. I've got the Five Ways to Focus course on there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do want to come via my website on theupconsulting.com and contact me, I will send you a voucher so that you can access that Udemy course um, with a discount. So if you want to reach out to me directly to that, I'll be uh, on that, I'd be really happy to offer a discount to your listeners. Oh, Julia Wolfendale on the Up Consulting near Manchester. <laughs> hey, That's love right. your insights and ideas today. And thanks for spending time with us. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Rick. Good to see you. Okay, bye now.